Welcome to Faces of Silver, the podcast, episode three. Would you believe it? For today's show, I have a very special guest who I had the good fortune to photograph in San Diego some, I believe, two months ago. Uh, I went down there with my favorite assistant, my girlfriend, and we had such a blast that day with a whole group of 11. We photographed 11 in one day. So Abby is the current, if I got that right, I believe she's the current crowned Mrs. California, all-star United States. And I believe we'll be talking about self-worth today and her story and insights. So without further ado, let's see if we can bring her on. You made it. Hello, hello. Hello. Oh my gosh, what a crazy rigmarole. Wait a minute. What do you mean I made it? I was here before you. <laughs> Wait, I was waiting for a miraculous sign-in without me having to do any work, apparently. Yeah, do you, do you see how that works? I'm still working on that. It still doesn't work. I don't know why. I don't know. We'll get it figured out here one of these days. Absolutely. Well, first of all, welcome and thank you for uh, being on the show today. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I was just doing recording a little uh, intro to uh, try to introduce you, which wouldn't do it justice because I only know half of uh, half of who you are. And I, what I do remember is that uh, crazy day we had where we photographed, what was it, 11 girls in one day when we shot in San Diego? I do. It was super duper hot and very busy. Very busy day. Hot. <laughs> it was hot indeed. It was a gorgeous day. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to explain to people uh, who you are. Uh, and I said the current crowned uh, Mrs. California. Is that correct? That is correct. 2018. 2018. And there was there was something else to it that you uh, that you explained to me yesterday. What was that? All-star... United All Star States. United States, right? That is the system that um, I'm crowned through. Very cool. Can you, for the listeners, can you tell us a little bit about how that came about and uh, what this what this uh, whole year is about uh, for you in uh, personally the the investments you have the all the uh, the charities and everything that that has to do with that? Sure. So, um, well, it came about because. Uh, for a few reasons. One, um, and probably the main reason is uh, I like to do things that maybe my inner circle is not doing, um, step outside a little bit. So on a recommendation of a girlfriend, I went ahead and entered a pageant uh, two years ago that uh, I did not place in, and um, which was fine. It was a lot of fun, a great experience. And so moving forward, I took a, yet another leap and entered the All-Star United States pageant um, right. and, and was crowned. Just like that. Well, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's simple, yes, really. it's just like that. Come on, don't you know? Everything's so easy for me. Uh, I don't know. I've never, I've, never been, I've never been a queen. I've never been a missus. I don't know. <laughs> well, I would hope not. Um, so yeah, it, it does. It takes a, pageantry is not just uh, being a pretty face. And um, so it takes a lot of work. It is an interview process. It is a um, philanthropic process. It is a civic process. It um, 
it's an education sometimes in physical uh, attributes, I guess, and talent. That was just that was just my question. A lot of people listening in probably might think, yeah, it's just uh, you're just standing there pretty, and that's it. So apparently, that's not it. It is not it. No, no. Okay. Um, when you when you win a crown, and and it's for for any system that you belong to. Um, you have an obligation to your community. And so I'm, I, I always have been um, very involved in my community, but with the crown, it has become even more so. I'm, I'm so much more involved and it's so much more fun. Um, I have met so many more people and, and doors have opened that are different into uh, organizations that I may have not known of uh, prior. And yes. that's been that's been probably the best part of it. I mean, it, it's super fun. Do not get me wrong to get dressed up, uh, wear sash, wear a crown. Uh, I'm not a makeup wearer typically um, <laughs> my everyday life. So it is fun to put on all the makeup and the jewelry. And so that that obviously is a very fun part of it. But um, so speaking speaking of everyday life, uh I understand you're married and you have children. How do how does the family fit into this? I, mean, I assume there's a, a lot of time that goes into it and a lot of uh, activities. And you said you took on even more projects and and uh, and charity work. How does that work with family life? Well, it it works out. You know what? My family is. <laughs> we are all very busy in my family, um, and we all make time for each other. There's there is no doubt about that. There's a phrase that uh, you give the person in the room, the, the busiest person in the room, um, more stuff and it'll get done. And that's what happens in this house. We, we, all, we all pitch in. We're all very busy. Um, we're all involved. And it uh, just works for us. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Mm -hmm. You mentioned to me when we spoke uh, yesterday, I believe, that uh, you were involved in a whole bunch of charities and you were on several boards what what are these groups about what what is it you are these groups that you chose or were they given to you by by the pageant or what are they about could you tell us a bit about that i sure can um no nothing uh is given to you by the pageant you okay. um you make your own world within that it within that world um but prior to ever running for um, any of these pageants i have been a seroptimist um, and the Seroptimist group, it's an international organization, and, and my group is just near and dear to my heart. I, I joined them very cold. I had no real idea about what they were about. Um, it's typically a group of older women, and uh, each group has their own um, community focus. But overall, the international focus is on women and, and children and empowerment. Um, okay. So when I joined this group, I was, <laughs> like I said, I, I didn't really know anybody in the group. I, I asked a neighbor who was a member, and she took me in. And these women were just phenomenal. They, uh, they've all been there and done that. So there's, there's no cattiness. There's no keeping up with the Joneses. We just go in, and we get it done. And. And we do it as a group, and we all sincerely really like each other. So that has been a wonderful group to be a part of. Um, 
I'm also part of uh, another group called Cinderella's Attic, and um, that that organization collects prom dresses, shoes, and accessories for the underprivileged here in the San Diego County. And we hold a prom boutique um, in April where about 200 girls come in and they, they get the whole experience of getting a dress, getting the shoes, getting the accessories, getting their hair and makeup done, having a personal shopper, having the attention that they need. Uh, most of these gals are underprivileged. And again, another girl's female women's empowerment group um, to help to help our, within our local community. What, uh, what, what a beautiful way to give back to those uh, who are less fortunate. But I had one question with that. You said, uh, are, th or are these groups local groups or are they, in general, groups that go nationwide and you're just one part of a local chapter? Well, with the Seroptimist, it's an international, it's a worldwide organization. Um, mm -hmm. I am part of the chapter in the city that I live in, which is Poway, um, which is a, a suburb of San Diego. Uh, okay. the, the Cinderella's Attic is an organization started by uh, a Poway gal, um, but we service outside of Poway. We go into the San Diego area um, for that event, but we collect from the entire county. So if, if, if our listeners are interested in contributing and sharing and donating How would they find out more about it? Do you have any websites that you could share with us or any uh, about the organizations? Sure. Well, Cinderella's Attic um, is is out there, and you can just Google that, as okay. well as the Seroptimist International. Um, now, there are chapters, like I said, across the, across the globe, um, but if one was interested in joining within their own city or town across the across the country, they would just need to Google that as well. Mm -hmm. okay, and and I should say, if there's not a chapter, but you like what our mission statement has to say, please, by all means, start a chapter. Get it going within your community because the benefits are, are unbelievable. Beautiful. I love how passionate you are about this. Uh, I had, when, when you said before you were talking about age group, with this pageant, is, is there an age group? Does this go from, from what age to what age does this Mrs. California work? <laughs> yes, there is an age group. I'm in the toughest age group. Um, the misses is 21 to, well, some some systems, you know, there is a cutoff, but my system is is married, 21 un, until. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How how does I don't want to use the word fair because I'm just trying to wrap my hand around, head around this. 21 and married is the same as 60 and married, for argument's sake. Well, so is how how is this fair without? Okay, that that's a huge range. It's a huge range, um, and and honestly, it's an unfair range out there to compete with. I mean, I could be the mom to a twenty-one-year-old. The experiences that a that a, that the twenties are, that the thirties are, that the forties are, are entirely different. They're all game-changing decades within one's life. So. It's not fair, but but you know what? Um, me competing against younger gals just keeps me on top of my game. That's all. It's okay. I'm not afraid of a little competition out there. Come on. Oh, and you showed them all. <laughs> and you're a silver sister on top of that. <laughs> What's that? 
I said you sold them all, and on top of that, you're a silver sister. That's did right. You That's feel, right. Did you feel that there was, how did you go into this? Did you feel that might be maybe a, a disadvantage, or what, what were your thoughts in going in there with, uh, with silver hair after your transition? Uh, well, the transition, if you're talking about my hair transition, yes. Um, <laughs> there's no other transition, by the way, audience. <laughs> Let's make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, I, this is faces of silver. So of course I was talking about silver. Okay, just, I'm just wouldn't touch anything else. All right, we got. I'm gonna keep it right light now. out there, America. Um, yep. So I was honestly, it can be very intimidating, right? I mean, as as gray comes into your life, um, it has a stigma attached, and it has a societal stigma attached to it of course it does um because out there in the land gray equates an age and it's and it's typically an older age it's a of grandmother age um but let's be honest here age is not what it used to be um Correct. even 20 years ago i mean i see some women out there that look oh so incredible so incredible Stunning. Stunning, stunning. Yep. And um, so for sure, that was a concern of mine. And, and I'll be honest with you, I entered the race. I got out of the race. I entered the race. I met with the director at the time and I said, I don't want to do this. I don't, I don't think it's going to work for me because, you know, the trepidation of my hair and, and absolutely was assured that, no, that's not a problem. And I said, well, under no circumstances am I going to accommodate hair color to move forward in this. Stand in, your ground, yes. Joe. I like that. Perfect. And I did. And I will tell you that I entered that contest with true, true, true Corella DeVille hair. Um, but, but it looked pretty amazing, I think, after the stylists got done with it. <laughs> um, and so I think with the movement out there, the, so much of women's movement, right, in this last year. Um, but, the, yeah. but this sort of transition to um, have naturally gray hair um, has helped me. And I, I will tell you, um, minus, minus the pageant and, and minus my civic um, passions here in my community, the doors have opened so differently with this hair color than it ever has. I've, I've grown it out uh, two other times, mm -hmm. um, both times in my 30s. When I turned 40, I colored it. And what um, happened? Why did you decide to go back? What happened? What caused that? Well, the first time I colored, after I grew it out, um, I got divorced when I was 33, 33, 34. Okay. And so, boy, I thought, oh, my God, I'm back on the market, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And no one will look at me twice if I have this gray hair, right? Again, another societal stigma. Um, and so I colored it. In the meantime, I met a wonderful man who I'm now married to, who's just the bomb of a husband. Um, 
and I started to grow it out again. And um, in fact, I got married with a full head of gray hair. And he and he wanted you anyway. See, it's just in our heads. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Someone did bring up when I was engaged and and planning my wedding and, you know, small town, small community. My kids were in elementary school, makes it even a smaller world. Someone said to me, um, you know, you should really color your hair for your wedding. (laughs) I just thought I I just it still bothers me to this day because I thought, (laughs) you know, my hair is not about my wedding and my wedding is not about my hair. I what a funny thing to say, but neither here nor there. If she could see me now, <laughs> and, maybe yeah, she exactly. would listen to me now. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> all all this projection going on, regardless mm-hmm. of uh, what the other person looks like, or it's I guess it's just a society and b how we feel uh, about ourselves that we project right. onto others again and again. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know what, Ben, it, it, for this women's movement that all these gals are doing this out there in the land. I have to say that, you know, you have to have an attitude and you have to have a confidence about you. And uh, so I applaud all of us. I really do, myself included, because I know what I bring to the table. And I think all the women doing this out there also know what they bring to the table. And I think when they walk through any door, it's it's like, bam, I've arrived. So I applaud them all. And that's yeah, that's really what brings me back to our conversation from yesterday when we were talking about worthiness and i was asking you what what are you passionate about what what makes you tick and you were talking about uh enabling other people and to help them help themselves can you elaborate on that a bit (laughs) well obviously through all my volunteerism out there um Mm -hmm. that would be one one way that i would show my passion and in in helping people um the second thing I, I do to make a difference, I think, every day, and, and sometimes I can see it and sometimes I can't, but every day I make a choice to wake up with this attitude. And I, I, I am honestly one of the happiest people you will ever meet. I'm genuinely ecstatic. I have a great life. Um, I, has, I, has this always been, has the attitude always been like this or has didn't, have you been come to that have you come to that realization over over the last few years, or or, or as age brings us there, that that we that priorities change and we just learn to understand that ourselves better? Yes, I do. I I think I have sort of arrived into my life, maybe the over the last four years, but definitely over the last two and over the last year, I have absolutely solidified um, who I am. So you didn't say five years or six years. You said specifically four years. Is, is there a specific event that triggered that? or? Well, honestly, Ben, you know, people say if they could freeze time or turn back time. Yeah. Um, and I won't sing the share song for you right now. <laughs> but. Um, and we I, were just waiting for that. Did, if I could turn back time. See, there you but, go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. So, but I think, I think sort of 40 is when for women, or at least for me, or most of us 
come to a realization of who we are. I, you know, the 20s were building up and in the 30s, we're probably still in a big competition of who's doing what, who looks like what, who's driving what, who lives where, who's wearing what, how many, how big is her jewelry? You know, my yes. God, where's she Challenges. traveling to? Yeah. And so I think at 40, you're like, um, I'm done playing that game. And I think so for me, you know, um, uh, that uh, 40 sort of, okay, 41 rolling into it. And then really over the last year, year and a half, two years, but definitely the last year I've solidified who I am. I mean, I'm not for everybody and that's okay. But if, you own it. But I own it. I know who I am. I love who I am. And when I walk through those doors, I might be a blaze of glory and people might go, oh my God, she's here. But you know what? That's not my problem. That's <laughs> their problem. So- you know, I'm there to make, I'm, I have a desire to inspire and I'm there to make a difference every day. I don't know if it's because I smile at someone or say hello or hold the door or tell somebody they look great or tell the waiter the food is awesome and whatever. But it is, it, it is my purpose every day to make a difference somewhere. I mean, oftentimes it is, it just takes this little gesture or complimenting somebody on their smile or something that really can make their day, make or break the day. Absolutely. You just don't know what anybody else around you is dealing with. And I, you know, I know we say that um, people say it when they hear about a death or something so tragic or suicide or something out there that just depression, but I, I, I do do it. I, I, I stand behind my words every day. Speaking about uh, mentioning your words, yesterday you told me a phrase. I think you coined that phrase. And if not, I'm going to put it connected with your name anyways. <laughs> uh, speaking of silver or gray, you said gray is a color. Not an age. An age. Okay, so that's Abby's line. If anybody wants to quote that, <laughs> put her name to it. She mentioned it yesterday. Gray is a color, not an age. So I guess it's just all about attitude and stigma. It, and it really is. I mean... Why is it that gray hair gets a stigma of grandma and pink, purple, green, blue hair? I mean, it doesn't really have. Oh, that's so fun. That's so fun. It's so fun. I don't know. It's a very, very fun. I mean, Cindy Lauper is the cutest thing walking around with that pink hair, right? But she doesn't have some kind of stigma attached to her with it. Yeah, it's it's like how I feel, how I see it, in, in especially in my work with uh, with gray-haired women. Oftentimes, I get the chance when I look up their profile before I photograph them. I look at the before and after pictures if I can find any. And so many times, maybe well, a I'm definitely biased, of course. That's why I photograph that. Why I photograph what I photograph. But I believe there is so much more contrast between the eyes and the features and the, and the gray hair and it sets them apart from everything else from the rest you would just blend in otherwise so now suddenly you stick out celebrate it rock it you know mm -hmm. just rock yourself I, I completely agree I, I realize I know how people look at me I'm, I'm very aware of how people look at me when my hair is not pulled back and hiding under something um, and I love it. I, I, I honestly have to say that I, I love when those folks are looking at me like, oh, my gosh, she has that blonde hair. And, you know, honestly, I live in a very um, mm, physically beautiful place, right? I mean, mm -hmm. where women 
really strive to stay young, look young, be young. I live, you know, at the beach. I live in a very mm, high-end market of salary and homes and such, if you will. And so, so it's funny when I go into a, say a gala or a, a charity event or I, I just can see how some of these, um, these ladies look at me and I, in a way, I kind of feel sorry in an, in a way I'm kind of like, God, I wish like my hair was, I, sometimes I do, I, it's so natural to do the comparison thing. Right. Of course. And I do it. And I look at these gals and I, Oh my God, you're so beautiful with that long, luscious blonde hair. And blah. But, but that's okay. Cause I know, again, I know who I am and I'm, I'm not that. And that, and it's fine, but I know that there are some women out there who would love to be able to rock it and they can't or they won't. Yeah, we're all talking about no judgment and, and whatever we call it. I mean, I try to call it, uh, instead of judgment, call it observation. Just observe it and, and take it in. You don't need to, to qualify it as, as positive or negative. Just take it for, for what you see and try to find beauty in it. Just as you can see beauty in a piece of wood or rock or, a, a, I don't know, or a flower. Exactly. We are, we are so conditioned to what beauty is and what it isn't. It's it's a real shame. Well, All right, we are coming up on uh, pretty much to the towards our the end of our recording. I <laughs> wanted to see if I could get a token or a nugget of uh, wisdom that you could possibly share with those either considering transitioning or those who just started or are somewhere in the middle and they're feeling the pressure to go back to diet. They don't know what to do. What would you tell them along the way? I, I, I'm going to tell you, coming from my end where I had black hair growing out to very, very striking white silver hair, I really realize it is not easy. Um, but stay the course. I, I promise you, you will, you will be so happy. And you'll be so happy in a few ways. One, you'll, you'll be beautiful. And you are beautiful regardless of whether you go back in color or not. But two, your time and your money will increase. You will not have to go to the salon and, and color, 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 and pay, 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 pay. So two yeah. things will be for sure increased, the bank account and your time. Plus the level of authenticity. And we all get to celebrate you once you are done with your, well, even during your, pro, your transitioning. And maybe I'm even fortunate enough to photograph her. <gasps> well, that gal would be ever so lucky then. Mm, thank you for that. I wouldn't <laughs> know. <laughs> well, I Excellent. feel very lucky. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm so happy that we could make it today. That uh, Thank you very much that you were on the show. And thank you very much the other day, when was it, two months ago or something, when I was had the pleasure and the honor to photograph you. It's my pleasure, and you are more than welcome. Thank you so much. Okay. And with that said, That's thank you it. very much. Thank you to you. Thank you to the listeners. Until next Friday. Thank All right. You. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening. We do appreciate your time, your interest, and we do appreciate our audience. Faces of Silver, <clears throat> the podcast, is a follow-up of Faces of Silver, the world tour uh, that led me across various continents. 
Beautiful Silver Sisters sharing their journey visually with us. That was the topic. That was really what started uh, this this whole, well, not movement. The movement was there. It was just for me to document uh, my side of it uh, and the joy I experienced seeing uh, those Silver Sisters um, really go about indulging in it, supporting each other and then rocking their silver. The main site is on facesofsilver.com. Again, that's facesofsilver.com. Subscribe and stay involved. Uh, there's also Faces of Silver, the Facebook group, and most importantly, Faces of Silver, the book, available uh, soon these days on Amazon. Uh, you can reach us uh, by phone uh, on area code 323-844-3098. Again, 323-844-3098. Or simply by email at ben at benwinkler.com. Our main site for our imagery is at benwinkler.com. Again, thank you. And please join us again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and Please do share this with all your friends, not only silver ones, not only silver sisters, but also the silver foxes. Stay tuned. Same station again next Friday, 10 a.m. See you then.